0: Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer.
1: And I'm Jake Sherman.
0: And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Thursday, February 8th, 2024. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we've got news. Speaker Mike Johnson is wading into the Montana Senate race. Number two, Senate Republicans rival their House counterparts when it comes to, wait for it, dysfunction. And number three, Punchbowl News hits the House Democratic Caucus retreat. All right, Jake, let's get into it. We are leading Punchbowl News AM with an interesting uh, newsy item about Speaker Mike Johnson wading into the Montana Senate race. Uh, I got a lot of thoughts here
1: yeah i think anna you spent part of your youth uh in uh on tv in montana am i right about, about wyoming, that?
0: wyoming wyoming it's like you don't even wyoming. know me oh, and those Lord two states are not feet. the same but i do they're, uh I, do, I have spent some time in montana
1: Big. well you've t- okay well listen i don't know that the people of montana are looking for mike johnson to weigh in on their senate race but mike johnson is weighing in uh for Matt Rosendale. Matt Rosendale is a, a hardline conservative uh, uh Republican lawmaker who is actually a um a Marylander, if I'm not if I'm not incorrect, but he is he is a Marylander who has represented Montana uh in the House since 2023, born in Baltimore, actually. Um and uh he is not the choice of Mitch McConnell, the NRSC, or Senate Leadership Fund. He is the choice, though, of Mike Johnson. Uh, The NRSC and the McConnell operation and most Senate Republicans want Tim Sheehy, who is already running and already um, getting a lot of attention in Montana in this race against John Tester. Um, And uh, listen, I think this is not... This is unusual, I think. (laughs) Um, You don't really have the... um, the Speaker of the House choosing against Mitch McConnell in, a, in quite honestly, someplace that he has no, um, uh, this is not a, no, I'm not sure anyone's looking again for Mike Johnson's view on the Montana Senate race, but here we are. Um, it is a, charitably could be described as a uh, member management thing, right? He's doing this because he has a, Incumbent to his running, but um, in reality, I, I I think it's quite odd. Uh, and I, am, am I alone here, Anna?
0: It's super interesting. I think one to your point, uh, you know, maybe maybe it's member management, but um, this is a this is a race that and and a cycle where Senate Republicans have tried to be very very strategic about how they are endorsing, they're playing in primaries in ways. Uh, even more aggressively because they can almost taste the majority. Uh, and they clearly don't believe that Matt Rosendale is the candidate to try to oust John Tester, which is one of the marquee Senate races of the year. Clearly, a red state that has been represented by a Democrat for a very long time. You know, this is, you know, when it comes down to it, it's hard to see personally that Mike Johnson's endorsement, uh, you know, changes the dynamics of the race there. maybe it allows Rosendale to raise some more money, but interesting to see Johnson who's had so many of his own challenges in his own chamber, all of a sudden start uh, weighing in and putting his thumb on the scale when it comes to the Senate.
1: Well, listen, Anna um, and we know um, in 2018, we've seen Tester Rosendale, Tester won. With 50.3% of the vote, Rosendale got 46.8 um, in a race that um, uh, so we've seen Tester Rosendale before, and it was not to the liking of Senate Republicans because he lost. And Senate Republicans have done a lot to get losers or people who have lost races or p- bad candidates out of the field. Um, and here we are. So um, that is that is that. And um Uh, day 106 Anna of Mike Johnson's speakership and the house is out. Johnson is in um, Tennessee fundraising um, and weighing in on the Montana Senate race. All right, well, let's move on to the
0: number two story of the morning, which is clearly dominating Capitol Hill And, and just to just, I think if you zoom out, is really really interesting. We often talk about the chaos of the House Republican Conference, Johnson's, you know, kind of decision paralysis. Obviously, his two big embarrassments this week, when the impeachment effort of DHS Secretary Mayorkas went down, as well um, as 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 another Israel funding package. But as much as uh, you know, House Republicans are having a challenge. Man, Senate Republicans they're getting pretty damn close Jake to, uh, yeah. to rivaling their counterpart in the other chamber. Uh, you know, we're describing them as rudderless. There's really contentious meetings happening where well, they've been back and forth about, should they be supporting border security, security measures? Should they not? What is the strategy? Um, it almost feels like we're in an endless border security Ukraine funding time loop at this
1: point. Yes, that's right. So uh, the House, the Senate opened a vote yesterday at three o three p.m. I believe, and it lasted until about seven p.m. <laughs> um, and the reason of for that was, and this was not a, a meaningful vote, really, in any in any way. But the reason for that is that Senate Republicans were trying to figure out how to um, how to get to proceed effectively into this borderless, no border national security funding bill. Um, and, uh, eventually at some point, Chuck Schumer just said, I'm going to give them the night to figure out what the hell they're doing. And we're going to come back tomorrow. That is today, February 8th, Thursday, to see where, uh, uh where they've ended up. Now, the Senate Republicans are going to want to demand some amendment votes. And surprise, surprise, they're going to demand amendment votes on the border after they just rejected a border bill, um, and voted it down in the Senate. So, um, they have uh, a couple hours now. They're meeting at 9.30 this morning. Um, it is not 9.30 right now. Um, they're meeting at 9.30 this morning to see if they could get their act together and figure out what amendments they want so they could get on and, and perhaps finish this bill. Remember, the Senate is out for the next two weeks um, on a recess. A lot of members are going abroad. There are a lot of, there are a lot of uh, trips to, uh, uh, to Europe and to the Middle East, the Munich security conference is coming up. Um, and um, so there's a lot of members who are getting ready to go, go abroad. I, I do think that that bill, the, the borderless national security bill will probably pass. I don't feel hundred percent confident of it. I don't know how long it will take, but you know, Mike Johnson, again, his indecision here is, um, is weighing on the Senate. He, no one knows where he's going to end up. He was asked yesterday, Um, where he would end up on this bill. And he said, we'll see what they pass. We know what they're going to pass. It's no, it's no, it's no, it's no, like the bill is out. Um, uh, But he has not, you know, he has not said whether, this is just going to be another thing Johnson has to deal with. And um, uh, uh, we'll have to see, you know, I I was talking to a, a, a House Republican yesterday who made the point to me that lawmakers, no matter how much they don't, they say they don't, they want to be led. You know what I mean? They want to be showed, shown the way. They want to be given some guidance. And Johnson is basically saying, I'm not sure what I'm going to do here Um. Uh, on, a, on a package that includes Israel, Ukraine, and Taiwan. He did say, Johnson did say these issues should be considered separately. So maybe they split this up into three votes. They could probably do that um, and send it back to the Senate. But another, it'll be another interesting few few weeks for Mike Johnson's house.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I think all eyes right now on the Senate, right? I mean, if you just like today, the action is in the Senate. Hey, we're not even at the House yet. I mean, that's optimistic that we get there at this point. I mean, I think.
1: Yeah, I I think it is optimistic. I do think they will, but I agree, it's not entirely certain.
0: Right, and I think it's going to be a drama-filled day in the Senate. Right, what what what's changed the di- in the dynamics overnight here uh, for Senate Republicans, and do they continue to to kind of? fall behind mitch mcconnell on some of these things the unrest of republicans in the senate with mitch mcconnell continues to grow i think there's been tension obviously this entire um congress right had the strongest kind of uh, effort to ever you know oust him or you know kind of think about whether it was time to move on from him obviously mcconnell was successful in fending off those critics but the the critics are getting louder and the, the challenges are only kind of continuing to increase and where McConnell is, particularly when it comes to Ukraine and, you know, trying to cut a border deal and some of these other things is not where some of the loudest members of his conference are. All right, with that, let's move on to the number three story of the morning, Jake. Punchbowl News, we hit the House Democratic Caucus last night hosting Punchbowl News' Cocktails and Conversation with Dem Caucus Chair Pete Aguilar, our very own Heather Cagle moderated the interview, and a big thank you to the network which partnered with us to make the conversation possible. It was a ton of fun, and Aguilar even made some noise. Not some, well, he made some noise, but he also made some news, endorsing <laughs> Representative Adam Schiff's Senate campaign in California. Pretty interesting wow. stuff.
1: What a what an interview by Heather Cagle. A great job uh, that you can read all about in the in the newsletter this morning. A couple of highlights worth considering. Um, he I'm gonna go with the light here, Anna, huh. uh, and say that Aguilar said if he could be invisible for an entire day, he would spend a little bit of time with the professional professional parliamentarian team. I think the parls are super interesting. I'm not sure if I if I would. If I could be invisible for the day, I'm not sure I'd be hanging out with the Pearls, but you know, to, to each his own. Um, if the, Aguilar said if he was alone at the tune in with Mike Johnson, they would bond over their previous roles as conference vice chair. I mean, God, go crazy here, uh, Mr. Aguilar. This is like a big, a big, what a big moment talking about their conference vice chair roles. Um, But anyway, a very newsy interview in which he endorsed Adam Schiff in that primary, which includes Barbara Lee and Katie Porter, two other House Democrats from California, and he also picked the 49ers to win in the Super Bowl. I am not picking them. I am picking the Kansas City Chiefs um, and the great Patrick Mahomes uh, to win that Super Bowl.
0: To be fair, the uh, parliamentarian c- question as well as the tune in was part of the end lightning round. Um, oh, so- I
1: think they're great questions. <laughs> I'm just I'm just questioning their I'm just questioning I'm just questioning the, the the caucus chair's answers here. I think I, these are great questions. I,
0: the parliamentarian uh, invisibility question was uh, clearly one for for the real nerdy set
1: of Capitol Hill. <laughs> That's all <laughs> I'll say. So. I'm nerdy, but I mean, come on.
0: <laughs> um, but it was great. We had, you know, I think oh, more than 50 members of Congress joined us for this, including some sitting in the seats, listening to their colleague get grilled by uh, Heather. So it was a really fun time with a bunch of staff as well, joining us for our third annual Cocktails and Conversations at the House Dem Caucus Retreat. With that, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. As always, tell your friends, tell your family about the Punchbowl News and the Daily Punch because it's the best way for folks to find out about us. You can also sign up for our free morning newsletter at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe, everybody.